0: Get your pen and paper ready. It's time for another edition of The, the Flex. Flex. The absolute best fantasy football podcast in existence. I'll say this, not to say that I disagree, but... I disagree.
1: Oh my God.
0: Presented by Broadway Sports. All right, Flex is ready. Welcome back to all of our Flexers out there listening and watching us. Make sure if you are listening that you are also checking out our YouTube channel as well. Catch all the great highlights and additions that JG adds to our content every week. You can catch all of our latest episodes of the show every week on there, so it's truly good. Really, truly. We truly have a great episode for you tonight as well that will really help you manscape, sorry, shave the competition. This is the Flex. (laughs) Oh. You can find our show and more fantastic content, content on Broadway Sports at broadwaysportsmedia.com. By the way, why haven't you signed up for trial membership yet? What the hell are you waiting for? Oh.
1: I, I agree. What is everybody waiting for? But let me tell you, I have waited too long to not get a new Razor. In fact, my previous Razors just broke. And then I get on Twitter and we get tagged that... There is a sponsorship opportunity that Manscape is looking for sponsors. More podcasts to sponsor. That's their thing. They like talking about, they like to get podcasts and grown men to talk about balls. And really, I'm just a simple man. And to me, I am looking for simple products. And even if I do have, you know, used previous razors, I tried the, what's that one in the mall that we talked about? Uh, the Art, Art of, the of Shaving. I ain't got time to get the little the little brush and put the shaving cream on. Like, what the fuck? Like, I ain't got that no time. So electric razors are for me. I have sensitive skin. You know, it's kind of a little bit of, you know, it's a, it's a wiry mess. It's a, it's, you can't really tell, but it's almost a full beard. It's about as good as it's gonna get. But you know what's great about Manscaped? Is that they care about your balls. And you know who cares about my balls? I care about my balls. And you know who cares about your balls? You guys care about your balls. But they care about everybody's balls. And they have partnered up with the Testicular Cancer Society. And they help save balls. And I want everybody to help us save balls. Regardless if we become a sponsor or not, we, ourselves, myself, I am going to buy tonight their packaged i'm gonna buy it and then i'm gonna donate ten dollars to the t the the you know the charity and i'm gonna help us save balls i'm i am helping us save balls i'm helping them save balls and all you have to do is buy any kind of the products and they have a multitude of them and they then at the checkout you can actually just go ahead and donate some money and why shouldn't you I mean, it's $5, $10, $1. Just really, I mean, how much do your balls mean to you? Because this is what it all boils down to. And I don't know if you know, you could do a self-check. And guess what? They have an app for that. And I'm not even kidding. Manscaped has an app to help walk you through or your significant other walk you through doing a at-home checkup for testicular cancer. But... Really, their main bag is grooming, right? So get the perfect package kit. It's going to have a bunch of stuff. And you know why grooming important? Let me give you some stats because we're a fantasy football podcast. Stats matter. 85% of women think bad grooming is a major turnoff. Let me tell you something. I'm experiencing it right now. Lauren, my fiance, will not kiss me with this mess. Not even a joke. She, like, pecks me. Like right there. It's like a it's like a cruise missile coming into my my mouth. Eighty percent of women think men should manscape below the belt. Don't know what you do, but it can get a little hairy down there. So let's, you know, gotta keep it a little groomed. 89% of men think good grooming is essential to their professional success. Yeah. I mean, have you when's the outside of Ryan really, Ryan Fitzpatrick is actually pretty groomed, but when's the last time you've seen a messy, groomed quarterback actually succeed? You don't. They, they're they always meticulously groomed. You know, it just happens. So that's the stats. Get in there. Get to Manscaped today. Get this perfect package kit. It's only $99 right now. You get a little bit of ball deodorant, a little bit of ball toner. Just put down there some hair and body washes there. You know, you get the, the Lawn Mower 3.0, which has ceramic blades. You get, like I said, free tooletry back, which they call The Shed. How manly is that? And you get free pair of boxers. Boom, what are you waiting for? Save balls, save your face, save your marriage and your relationship.
2: Probably just waiting for the podcast to like start or something. I don't know. What was that, like 15 hey. minutes?
1: <laughs> you got to plug it off got to plug it
0: off. I mean, get it manscaped.
2: You got 15 minutes from us. I don't did. know if that was really 15 minutes, but <laughs> correction will be on the screen.
0: So a lot of good information there, Zach. That, and I'm impressed with how the, 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 the angle that they're taking to save balls. That's a, we can all get behind that, right? We all want to save our balls. We all like them. We're rather attached to them. So that, that's pretty important to me.
1: We have seven of them among us right now. Everybody has balls in this podcast, and there's, we got seven total.
0: Make your guesses as to who has one.
1: There you go. <laughs> Hit us up who on says, Twitter with your guess. Who
0: says
2: somebody doesn't have zero? Somebody doesn't have three.
1: Ooh, I <laughs> didn't think about the elusive third, but I checked. I used the app.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All righty.
0: So moving on, and, and, and great job there. But speaking of counting things, I think in one of the previous episodes, I did just another personal background before getting to football stuff. Sorry for this. But I, t- I talked about finding a dead raccoon in my um, garbage can and how that was a bit of a shock. Well, the other night, I heard noises. My dog was going crazy outside, and I happened to just go look outside of my garage. And there were four mother raccoons sitting in my driveway getting into my garbage can again. So they multiplied. Four, four raccoons four a little family i'm guessing i'm guessing papa raccoon is the one that died
4: sounds so like Mama, you should have made an example out of the first one and the other ones wouldn't have come back you were right do you someone so you murdered
1: the patriarch of a, of a family yeah is apparently. that what you're apparently another
2: so the family with no father oh, so
0: that is that's is rough the next mistake i made in this was trying to then go to a big box store around here and buying some raccoon repellent, which is, a, which is a spray you can get. I didn't even know you had this, but I had a friend mention it to me, so I went out and sprayed it. I, it doesn't really kick up a smell automatically, so I doused my garbage can in the surrounding area to get these assholes away from my garbage can. My driveway and first floor of my house stunk so bad for two days because of how much crap I sprayed. It is pungent. It just went away this morning. For two, after two days it's I, I really wish i'd taken a different tactic because it is but it, it was bad did it work though nope oh. <laughs> wow Fresh garbage get your money, was up, so it, i cannot i cannot endorse this project I get behind manscaped but i cannot get behind this spray it, it, it this is this is very
1: first world problems because you killed a parent but you're worried about the smell of your driveway
0: do I, just to want to go away. I don't want another one dying in my garbage can that's, that's just, I don't want this to happen I just want them to go find somebody else's house and, and bother them for a while Okay, so we'll here's see. what
1: you do you take your trash and then just dump, you
0: swap trash cans
1: with someone in your neighborhood
0: we'll see if that works <laughs> might have had their send down well, at least I'll get my stinky garbage can away it'll <laughs> solve one of my three problems yeah so that's the news for me this week just oh it no. up since we mentioned on the podcast before moving on to some football news
2: wow that was a close one
0: <laughs> uh never mind oh you're good you're good <laughs> Hopefully. how we doing ryan what am i holding on for oh you're
2: fine you were frozen af bro me and then you like word vomited
4: yeah. it all out at i once. thought that was me for a second i'm really glad it was ryan <laughs> yeah, it was definitely Ryan,
1: but you're good. You're good, Ryan. You're moving yeah. your mouth in dissatisfaction, So we're mm-hmm. great.
2: Mm-hmm. Should we all pull up our little spreadsheet? Cause we prepare.
0: Cause we're good podcasters. <laughs> yes. Let's pull up the spreadsheet and go down through all of our news this week after I've given my news. And one to start off with the very top there. Starting off with the Browns and Nick Chubb going into concussion protocol. I think that Mac Wilson had a pretty scary tackle on him. I saw a little bit about this. I didn't see the actual tackle. I don't know if there was video of it out there, but all the reports were that he had a neck injury. Turns out, it's concussion protocol. Karma. If you believe in that kind of thing, happened because I think Mac Wilson was carted off the field a day or two later.
4: That's He's not day, karma. next That's
0: day. Yeah, that's it's just shitty. There was a around. bad, there was a bad <laughs> joke going around. I saw on Twitter where people were mad about that. I was like, that's yeah, that's terrible. Um, but just out of a fantasy prospect, starting this this close to the season starting, any any concerns, any thoughts there from y'all? Nah, I mean, I'm really high on Nick Chubb. He's
2: in the concussion protocol now. He should be clear pretty soon. I mean, we are close to the season starting, but we're also still pretty far from the season starting, like 24 days or so. So I think that he has plenty of time to get back and ready for week one not changed in my rankings at all i'm still super high on him
4: yeah i agree and mike miracles in one of our chats even said you know it's only a neck or head injury what are we really worried about there I mean, nothing <laughs> bad not ACL. has ever happened with those things right it's not anything with his legs so he'll be fine
1: <clears throat> please I, CT, yeah. I think it was a close shave because i will say this that you're more susceptible now to get more concussions and we know that kareem hunt can actually carry the load for the Browns if necessary. So this could be one of those things where it's like a Brandon Cook's domino effect where he's constantly going to get concussions or Jordan Reed. This isn't something just... I feel like my compatriots are just glossing over the fact. Yeah, and I'm not saying that you should adjust currently... Do not adjust your current draft strategy towards Nick Chubb. Get Kareem Hunt if you're getting Nick Chubb. That's no. that's my main takeaway. If you're drafting Nick say, Chubb, get Kareem Hunt.
2: I would have said to do that before the injury, but yeah, that is a exactly. great point. Um, if you're drafting Nick Chubb, I think Kareem Hunt is a is a draft him a few rounds ahead of where you would have drafted him if you don't have Nick Chubb. I think I Let's will go. say this:
1: Kareem. I'm sorry, Ryan, but just but real quick, Kareem Hunt has been sitting in with the wide receivers and team team meetings. And when Hunt was playing last season with Chubb. He was running back – Chubb was running back 15, and Hunt was running back 19. So it will be a pretty close race. How high – here's the thing. Nick Chubb is going in the first round, right? How high are you willing to draft Kareem Hunt if you're going to draft Nick Chubb? Because I feel like it could be a pretty that's – a, that's a tough one to swallow because Kareem Hunt could be going up in the fifth or sixth round.
2: Well, Kareem Hunt's current ADP is 241. <laughs> 241 oh, overall on Fantasy really? Pro's PPR ranks. I don't know oh how, gosh. again, we, I mentioned this last week, I don't know how recently they weight this, but yeah, yeah. Kareem Hunt is currently going wow. undrafted in 12-team
4: And if he's going pretty late, I think he's a guy, even if you don't have Nick Chubb, yeah. you pick him up and then and maybe you you try to leverage a trade with the yeah. Nick Chubb owner for yeah. something, some decent mm-hmm. piece. That's, That's kind of how I keep felt. On.
2: Yeah, well, Kareem Hunt's kind of how I felt about Tony Pollard last year, Darren McFadden the year before where like you knew that if Zeke got hurt, the next guy up was going to be the guy or Latavius Murray last year when you know when Kamara went down that Latavius Murray was going to get so many carries and Murray had like back-to-back weeks of 25 plus fantasy points cuz he just got all the carries. That's what will happen with Kareem Hunt if Nick Chubb has to miss any time. So he's a valuable handcuff or just a stash guy who like you said that could actually be like a flex play at points during during the season. And worst case, you know, you just stash him in, and you don't hope for anyone to get hurt, but if it happens for Nick Chubb, then you're gonna be in good shape.
1: Hunt's one of those rare backups where you can get the handcuff and it actually can there can be some weeks it's beneficial for you to have him, even right. if Nick Chubb stays healthy.
0: I was gonna he's ask not a wasted roster spot. Right. I was gonna ask if he's one of the top handcuffs out there for running back. One hundred percent.
1: I think he is the top handback to or hand
0: Yeah, to have.
2: because I mean, I would say Tony Pollard is up there too. But I think Tony Pollard is a, a similar case where he is also going to get potential value, even if he, even if Zeke's healthy. But I was just one I don't year know. late on Tony. Yeah, but I don't know late. though because they did add CD Lamb. And he's going to catch a lot of passes that may have been like Tony Pollard targets if CD Lamb wasn't on the offense. But anyway, that all that aside, I I can't really think of someone else that I would have as a higher priority handcuff because like who even is caroline who even is mccaffrey's backup saquon's backup like those guys don't have clearly defined backup guys I, latavius murray is another one though because kamara got hurt last year he's a guy that isn't you know he doesn't have the biggest build who could potentially get hurt again and i also think in seattle just as far as like late round stashes
4: go
1: like
2: whew, Carlos
4: high it's a
1: mess yeah. yeah it's a mess And i though. think
4: evans in tennessee obviously would is yeah. a good handcuff as well yeah, yeah. true I Although just like Derrick it. Henry doesn't get hurt, so.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, Alexander Madison is another one. If Dalvin oh, yeah. Cook, Dalvin Cook's an injury-prone guy in general, at least in his NFL career. We should
1: part. do a handcuffs ranking episode and then let Ryan get us to the next subject.
2: Coming next week to the <laughs> yes. flex.
0: Sorry for asking that question. That's my fault. I'll take I'll take it this week. So, um, but moving on. Well, not moving on. Staying with the Browns, Odell Beckham Jr. reportedly is about to fudge some stuff up this year. And it ain't about being nothing nice. He looks explosive. That is a source talking to Josiah Anderson, as she posted on Twitter, Twitter Josina. today. Josina. Josina, thank you. Sorry about that, Josina. I
1: was about to be impressed because I've been calling her Josina. It's like, oh, is it Josina? No, no, no. He, he,
0: <laughs> standing rule, if, if a name is, seems wrong and it's coming from me, it's probably wrong.
1: I don't know <laughs> what I'm thinking. I should just know that you were totally wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm functioning high level over here. Anyway, so he's... How much are we buying into this? He's current ADP 31 overall, wide receiver 11. Um, is it a bounce back year for him? Are we looking for some good things? Y'all in? Or are you thinking this is just bluster?
4: I'm very much in. Partially because he's going to be one of my keepers in my keeper league as like a 10th round guy, so I kind of need him to be productive. But I, I think that he's going to have a, a really solid year this year. I, we were talking previously it's kind of tough to say that you're all in on the Browns guys since they've they've not given you any sort of indication that they're actually going to be good besides Nick Chubb, um, but I am buying Jarvis Landry. I'm buying Odell Beckham. I'm buying the, the running backs and Austin Hoopers, so basically everybody except for Baker Mayfield.
2: I can't agree more. I think Odell Beckham is a super talented player, and he's going super late. The talent doesn't match the ADP right now, so I'll scoop him up, but... There's a lot of guys in that range. I really like Odell Beckham, Tyler Lockett and a couple other guys, but yeah, I'm definitely in on Beckham.
1: The fantasy wide receiver manscape has changed with Odell Beckham going this late. I mean, this is like we've talked about before. It's just been, this is kind of ridiculous. He's going this low and I understand it's one bad year, but this, this year is the year and I totally buy into this. And let me say this. I've done a few mock drafts in a couple of my leagues, and if he's there in the third round, oh, my God, what a steal. It's yeah. over. I, if I go running back, running back, and Odell Beckham, are you kidding me? I can do that in 2020? Heck yeah.
4: Yeah, it does seem like a big overcorrection from last year to yeah. uh, all of a sudden dump him because he is a really, really talented wide receiver, like just a player, not, a, not just a fantasy prospect.
1: Well, and I understand a little bit of it because other fantasy wide receivers emerge, right? So like Tyree Kill is now way up there in the echelon of fantasy quarterbacks. We have DeAndre Hopkins is staying where he's at and then all this stuff. I get it, but it's still if you're one of those running back, running back wide receiver guys, this is a good year for that philosophy of draft strategy. I have a major correction
2: to file. From earlier in this uh episode kareem hunt currently going 66th overall makes way more sense
0: makes way more sense never wrong
2: (laughs) never (laughs) wrong so yeah i mean that doesn't (laughs) really change anything we said about kareem hunt he's still a very valuable handcuff uh but yeah he's not going undrafted
0: at all um anyway what were we talking about (laughs) Well, I think we've all, unless anyone has anything else to add about Odell Beckham Jr., it's still a talent that we're going to watch. So let's move on to other news. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury is excited about Chase Edmonds. We all feel like he is a starting running back in this league, was a quote from the coach. Are you drafting Edmonds? I mean, what, we all are pretty high based on some previous podcasts that we've put out. We're all pretty high on Kenyon Drake based on the opportunity, the type of offense he's going into, the production, the immediate uptick in production he had coming from Miami to Arizona. like He's currently uh, – Kenyon Drake is currently ADP 15 overall, RB 10, Chase Edmonds at ADP 188 overall. How, are you buying into this? Is this more of this coach speak we're talking about, or where are you at with Chase Edmonds? Uh, I think he's another handcuff, right?
1: Yeah, sure. I, I will say this. This has a little more weight to it than I thought it did. Like when I initially read it – it was nothing. I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, you you're you're trying to make Chase Edmonds out to be something, but they also did on their website. Their website is pretty dedicated to Chase Edmonds as far as this is kind of legit. And I I don't think I'm drafting or targeting Chase Chase Edmonds or anything in any of my fantasy leagues or anything like that. I probably won't unless I just happen to be there in the 14th round and he's still there and i need a backup running back but this kind of i don't know if kenya drake is first round material at this point and i agree i'd be willing to push him down at least one more round to round two yeah Maybe well he's currently,
2: he's currently rb 10 15 yeah. overall so that is second round I think that's fair for Kenyon Drake. I mean, I like Kenyon Drake a lot, and I think that he's going to pick up where he left off. But I do think Chase Edmonds is a legitimate threat to steal touches. I mean, last season he had that crazy three-touchdown game. That was in week seven, so I think that was actually before Drake got there. But he's a playmaker. He's an explosive guy who, out of the backfield who's going to have you know, sna- plenty of snaps for him because he's a playmaker too. But I'm not drafting him unless I get Kenyon Drake, who I do like a lot, so I might end up with him, but that's the only world I'm drafting Chase Edmonds.
4: Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you, JG, for all the, the same reasons.
1: My, my one thing I will say about this is that I hate when coaches who run an offense that is kind of like a fluid offense, like a spread offense where multiple people are coming in and out, in and out. That's what worries me about this comment is that is, are there going to be those games where Kenyon Drake is only in and gets 10 carries, but then Chase gets 10 carries, but Chase's 10 carries are better than, you know, it's, it makes me leery of being in, being in the Arizona running back business.
2: That's totally fair. I'm definitely taking, okay. you know, Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon ahead of, um, ahead of Kenyon and Drake and, and a bunch of other guys too. But, I think RB ten is fair for Kenyon Drake. Though, like, if you're in the second round, you already have an RB one that you're super confident in. I'm fully on board with taking. him I'd as almost. Your RB2. Right. I'd,
1: I'd rather roll the die and see if he's going to be there in round three. Round three, it's possible. What do you
2: think about him versus Miles Sanders?
1: Miles Sanders all day long. Really, I'm kind
4: of low on Miles Sanders, but who's in versus Miles Sanders' off- backup? Do we know? No, I
2: don't think so. Uh, no, no idea. <laughs> John, maybe, I mean, maybe that's John the answer right there. Gamboni. Uh, who? What about Kenyon Drake or Austin Eckler?
4: Uh, Drake for me. Yeah, I'd probably go Drake.
1: That's, that's, that's tough. That's the line. If it's for PPR, me, I may go Austin Eckler.
4: Well, Kenyan Drake saying catch- that they're both getting uh, first. Or first team touches the the two Eckler and Justin backs. Jackson, but Justin yeah, Jackson but Justin
1: Jackson's not good. I think it's more just, just not just like as a, good. Eh, I think it's more of a would,
4: let's try it Chase out. Edmonds isn't as good as Kenyon Drake. Deion Lewis wasn't as good as Derrick Henry, but coaches still do.
1: That, yeah, that's true. I, I mean, you can't negate that fact.
2: Yeah, let's that's see. fair. Uh, Kenyon Drake or Clyde Edwards-Helaire, whose
4: ADP has oh, not Clyde re- edwards- Oh, Clyde Edwards-Helaire. Clyde edwards I can't D'Alaire believe this guy. Most running backs.
2: Okay, so where would you draw? I mean, this is totally off the rails. But where would you draw the line for him? Because <laughs> I, we never really reacted to Damian Williams opting out in terms of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So, I mean, I love his potential, but there's some risk there.
1: Are we getting played off as a group? First, this may <laughs> be the first played off. Secondly, getting me? Playoff. <laughs> the, the first one is a group effort. A group Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I'm Y'all, drafted on like...
0: This one's not my fault. Y'all went off on a rail and handcuffed. <laughs> okay, and we're not talking about
1: thought. Clyde edwards Hillary. You want to know why I feel about Clyde Edwards-Hillaire? Tune in next week.
0: Boom.
2: When we talk about uh, Boston handcuffs... Boston
4: Scott is the, the backup up. to... Shut up. Shut, up. Shut
0: up. Boston Scott <laughs> had a, it all together. Just find it all together. Thank you Boston for giving
2: Boston Scott definitely had a little... Fantasy moment last late last year. Yeah. Don't listen to
1: it. this. Is like Tre- Mike talking about Trevor Simeon, it doesn't matter.
4: No, he <laughs> had a moment because Joe Tess would yell his name on Monday Night Football, and it was amazing. Hey, okay. Joe Tess is the saint. <laughs> yeah, too I bad. love Joe yeah, Tess. Get- Joe Tess, oh, okay. Rob hey, for Monday
0: night Where the show is heading right now without me talking no, they- over y'all. <laughs> they are well, you got to, you're gonna have right. to cut it. You're gonna have to We're shut gonna us move up. On To some other uncertainty in the league and with the Bears and Matt Nagy declining to say if Mitchell Trubisky became a better football player during the offseason. Quoting, we need to see more. That's not a ringing endorsement from your coach. <laughs> not it's at like all. This makes me laugh so hard. Right?
2: I mean, you can't even, like, give a coach speak like, yeah, he looks great answer. Like, <laughs> they basically said, is the hype around Mitch real? And he was like, uh, I don't really know yet i haven't seen enough <laughs> he sucks <laughs> i mean probably not
1: i, I mean am what are you gonna out. do with this bears offense
2: look <laughs> i was fully if you listen to our earliest episodes you know i was fully on board with alan robinson but as we move forward into the into the, throughout it's get closer to the season his adp right now wide receiver nine 29th overall i mean i was like happy to take Allen robinson as like a wide receiver two flex guy that with with upside but where he's where he's going right now is just like insane to me that Uh, you would trust him this
0: is this is what we talked about at one point in time that you, you regardless of your feelings of the play individual player you have to you have to consider their environment that they're in And who's going to be throwing them the ball as a wide receiver? And this is very much one of those situations where you have to sit there and pause. And if you're deciding between someone who may or may not have the same potential as Allen Robinson or may not be as good of a player, he may have a better quarterback throwing him the ball. And and I'm probably going to, at that point in time, go, I'm going to take a risk over here because I just, I don't like what they've got going on. Now, does, does this mean that they're going to quickly move on from Trubisky and that could make a world of difference? depending but no, i'm not really in love with Nick anything Foles. there right Foles. i'm saying that's, that's what i'm saying but it, it's the it, combination of that
2: and his draft position like if this was terry mclaurin's draft position you know fifth or sixth round then i'm on board but it's just like what is this like early third round in a 12 mid third
4: round in a 12 team league no thank you come on yeah you you need him to hit his upside with mitch in order to be worth it there's no value there at all it's that's right terrible. yeah
1: but then you gotta think: Didn't he hit this upside last year with Mitch? And like, did like Mitch targets, You know. So yeah. are, I mean, but that's what I'm saying. Do we think Mitch is getting worse? No, <laughs> or, and it's not
0: that like, I mean, he's not getting better. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, that.
1: he may not be getting better, but is he gonna
2: get worse? It's not that he can't hit this potential or or won't. It's yeah. just that like the floor, if he doesn't. Well oh, I. I just don't
1: know. I mean, I'm just. I'm just speaking to speak you, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, like, I was not big on the Allen Robinson, much like I was a big on the Robert Woods. But you know, I don't know if I mean, like you were you were big on Nick Foles and all this stuff. Well, I do think Nick Foles the can Bears save offense.
2: Allen Robinson, but not at 29th overall, at like 49th overall.
1: The Bears' offense is this: it has a lot of good pieces. It has. Anthony Miller, David Montgomery, and it also has Allen Robinson. But the main piece is, is shitty. The quarterbacks are crap. And it's almost like having a really nice beard and then being stuck with a razor that is really crap trying to trim this beard and just getting <laughs> the tangles and pulling it. You might as well just – you know, eventually you're going to have to replace both these quarterbacks. Eventually, like you'll replace your Razor and go to manscaped.com and get one today.
0: I got to hit it twice. That's just too good, Zach. Thank you. <laughs> they
2: just called oh, the most bullshit foul on Dorian. Nobody cares dude. about
1: the Dallas Mavericks. This is a fantasy football, fantasy podcast. football podcast. Save Focus, it for the sir. basketball podcast. You
2: guys made happen. me record in the middle of a freaking playoff
0: game. We didn't. This is our. This, this is the is schedule you set. Parents,
1: sir. You set
0: this in your four o'clock time zone.
1: They made us, (laughs) the NBA made us
0: listen to you. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. So not that we haven't mentioned this next piece of news before, but Miles Sanders, Doug Peterson says that Sanders will be the guy, which is what we assumed then yesterday or earlier this week depending on where you're listening to this he went down with an injury just a day after getting resounding praise on his camp performance and being told that he'd be the guy this season although he's officially week to week it sounds like Sanders should be good to go by the time the Eagles kick off September 13th and they're saying their advice is draft him like you normally would what are your thoughts on that now, we just talked about him but is this affecting how you go into the draft maybe does this the injury news affect that question you just made about between him and Kenyon and Drake I mean where are you with with Miles Sanders I think that
2: Miles Uh, Sanders is a smaller – I mean, he's not a smaller guy, but he's not the biggest guy, and if he's already injured, I don't know. I'm I'm skeptical on drafting players as high as Miles Sanders is going that haven't, like, done it yet, you know? And that's not saying he can't take a step and do it this year, but he's never done it before. I'm going to put my – I mean, I know I'm kind of, like, totally – going against that with my love for Joe Mixon and Kenyon Drake, but just looking at the, like, advanced... Maybe I need to look more into Miles Sanders, but right now, something <laughs> in my gut just says I'm not in on Miles Sanders.
4: But he's also well, going RB8, and there's Nick Chubb who's going behind him, Clyde Edwards Allaire, Kenyon Drake, Austin Eckler. i take all of those guys over same, him. Point. Same.
1: I Here's the thing about Miles Sanders that he really doesn't have a flaw to his game to where he's going to have to come off the field. So... And I think that the Eagles coaching staff realized that as the weeks went on. And I at least listened to a lot of Bleeding Green Nation for whatever reason. I'm not really sure why I'm enthralled with this podcast. But they're an Eagles podcast, and they're really good at breaking it down. And Miles Sanders was their guy all along. It's just it took a while for the coaches to get to that point. And this injury is nothing. This is this is a totally different it's an opposite feeling for me versus this and Nick Chubb, totally opposite. I think that Miles Sanders is going to be fine. Is he worth that first round, second round? You know, I think uh, Nick Chubb is ADP's twelve, and Miles Sanders is currently thirteen. Is he worth that thirteen? I don't know, but it's the difference of drafting in the first at two point one if you're in a 12-person league, and drafting at 2.19. To me, that's not a big difference. So go ahead and reach for him if you need that running back. I, I don't know. I'm not worried about it. I think we're going to be fine on the Miles Sanders train, and I think we're okay. Yeah, like I'm, I'm more not- skeptical about Nick Chubb lasting the whole season.
4: I would I'm not say- worried about Miles. It's just a yeah. preference for me who I'm drafting. I do worry a little bit about his coach giving him praise and then within the same week him getting injured? Is this a, is this just a frail guy? You can't, you can't hold up the expectations of the Eagles offense on him. I don't know. Maybe that's something. It sounds like it was just do. like a, a fluke and almost like a, a rest day. Just
2: a little no, no. He's going to be, I mean, he's not probably not going to practice again until the season he's, starts he's
1: week to week. Well, with yeah, that,
2: they said a he's
4: ways to well, interpret they, that.
2: They said he's hopefully back by September 13th. Like, that doesn't well, mean Zach he's 100% is so upset
4: that we've ruined his argument that he's left. Yeah.
2: I mean, look, I, exactly what you said. Sanders is a preference guy for me and I don't prefer him, but that doesn't mean he's I'm not like worried about this injury slowing him down. I'm worried about exactly. his injury potential maybe, but I mean, yeah. Nick Chubb, I, all running backs have injury potential. So it's not like he's any more of a red flag in that regard. Yeah. I just I, don't I really might like even
4: him. like Josh Jacobs for him that's going way way later it looks like I mean yeah it just it's surprising to look at him and see that he's RB8 right now
2: right like early in the offseason I was high on the idea of Miles Sanders and I guess so was literally everyone and now everybody, it's yeah. gone too
4: far <laughs> I thought maybe this is a guy can get late second early third that would be a good value but not not a very right. early fir- early second late first, first if you have to reach for them, yeah so i wouldn't i don't know how comfortable i'd be if that was my rb1 i guess
0: right. it just depends on your preference and how you're drafting your team but speaking of preferences a lot of times when you're drafting your preference early in drafts is to stay away from rookie players and to go with veteran proven guys who you've at least seen on nfl field know how they'll produce so but there could be a point in the draft i'm not sure when it'll come where you are looking at some of these highly touted rookies that are coming in or, and having some Good camps, and maybe considering them over some other guys who may not be the top tier receivers. But you're trying to compare notes, so just take a, a second to move on to the to the rookie position. Starting with rookie receivers, starting out with um, Van Jefferson, Jared Goff gushed and compared him to Cooper Cup. He's been really impressive and has done a good job. It reminds me a lot of when Co- when Cup was a rookie. He was just so far ahead of where a rookie kind of should be. He's currently going undrafted do we take any anything to account from the golf man with his own golf course is he is he hitting a hole in one with this one
1: yeah i I think you need to pay attention to this and I think this is here here's what was the thing about Cooper cup is that he had the same kind of combined buzz and highlight you know video film stuff that van jefferson actually had and i'm kind of buying into this in that in the 12th round if you want to take a flyer on van jefferson do it pull the trigger and do it because because eventually this will turn into the next cooper cup because you know in 2021 robert woods cooper cup both their contracts are up and This is the time to go ahead and buy Van Jefferson, especially if you're in a keeper and or dynasty league. Buy up all the shares of Van Jefferson because for the long run, this guy could turn into the next Cooper cup.
4: Plus this offense has shown historically that it can support three fantasy relevant wide receivers. So I would assume he's the third guy.
2: It just depends how much the Rams go to that two tight end stuff that they moved to towards the end of last year. And then if they do that, Van Jefferson is, I mean, most likely not the guy on the field in those situations. So I think Van Jefferson is a super talented receiver. He's a really good route runner, which like you said, Zach, that's the same kind of stuff we heard about Cooper cup when he was entering the league. But, and if you listen to Christian Fulton, Titans cornerback, he has said multiple times, whenever he's asked, who's the best receiver you played against in college, he always says Van Jefferson. And this guy went against Alabama three times. Like, Yep.
4: Van <laughs> so, Jefferson absolutely destroyed LSU and Derek Stingley, who was the best cornerback uh, on LSU's roster last year. He, yeah. he made him look very foolish.
2: And, and all that said, though, I think, Zach, you were really close when you said, especially if you're in a keeper or dynasty league, I would change that to only if you're in a keeper or dynasty league. He's going undrafted right now. So if you want to take a fire on him, like by all means, take a fire on him. And I'm pretty high on the Rams offense in general. So like I support taking a flyer on him, but if I had to like, guess his actual impact this year, I would say it's going to be close to none. He's going to have a few big games, but I'm, I'm not going to count on, you're not, you can't count. I mean, obviously you're taking a fire, but I would bet against him this year. But next year, 2021, Van Jefferson break out and be drafting in every league. But I'm out for the 2020 season.
1: The only reason I didn't say only was because Cooper Cup in his uh, first year as a rookie went 62 for 869 and five touchdowns. So that's true. a pretty respectable flex play. I mean, that's, that's a guy Whoa. that could be – I don't know. I feel like he can get you eight or nine points if you're in non-PPR or, you know, 11 or 12, 10 if you're in PPR. Like, a couple extra points here and there. I mean, there- I agree. It, it's, a, it's a flex play, but definitely if you're in keeper and um, dynasty, you should definitely be looking to get this guy.
0: Yeah, he's a high pick for me in those leagues. Yeah. So, another talk about receiver, and a guy that I was really big on draft night. Uh, T. Higgins has yet to practice in pads due to hamstring injury, which always kind of sets my ears off when I hear hamstring and receiver. Uh, to be honest with you, meanwhile, Zach Taylor said he's been impressed with Auden Tate. Thoughts here between those between T. Higgins and Auden Tate. Uh, which one are you was, looking at? Neither, <laughs> neither, neither. Okay, it, it makes me sad <laughs> next, though because I question. really liked,
4: I really did like T. Higgins coming out of the draft and his potential with Joe Burrow, but if you're not able to practice at all, that's, you know, availability is king here. So isn't this, AJ uh, Green also still dealing with with a
0: hamstring as well? He, oh, is. he
1: got carted off yesterday or something happened yesterday on Tuesday, right? Didn't, or is that he, old pictures that just, resurfaced
0: or something? I, I just saw where he, the only thing I've seen, and I, I I put a correction up here in the screen if I'm wrong, but the only thing I've seen is that he's been dealing with hamstring again and it has been nagging him, which if all, all the problems he's been having I still he might as well be carted off in my mind listen yeah.
1: I was big into T Higgins and kind of the same way that I'm big into Van Jefferson now as far as draft status and everything and why you should draft him and when you should draft him but to me like I'm out on T Higgins I'm still in on Joe Burrow. I'm still in on the Cincinnati Bengals offense, but I am out on T. Higgins. No way, no how will I draft T. Higgins. I don't care what, which one you're in. Uh, if it's a fantasy dynasty league or a fantasy keeper league, does not matter. Out. I am uh, out on T. Yeah. Higgins on a high value on any of those kind of leagues, and hamstrings just – it's a bitch to get through. I mean there are awful injuries for wide receivers to get. He's missing time. The le- the season starts in like 3 weeks, guys. <laughs> I mean, like we're not that far away from the the, yep. the league starting. And so you can't take a chance on T Higgins at this point. And it sucks for him. He's probably going to be a guy for next year. And as far as Auden Tate goes, he's just a guy. Like yep, he's Brashard Perryman yeah. to me who got some camp reviews this week which I've I've I took it off our this. list. I, I yeah. noted
2: it, and I took it off the list because I was like, Bashard Perriman's not even relevant. Yeah. And he's not good. No, no Bashard
1: Perriman <laughs> for me. None whatsoever. No Auden Tate. He's just a guy. You can't yeah. rely on him. There's no situation unless Tyler Boyd and or A.J. Green go down. There's no reason to take a flyer on Auden Tate at this point in your draft.
4: Yeah, the only Bengals wide receiver I'm in on is Tyler Boyd, I think. So. Same. The injury concerns for he's going way too low. Conspire. By the way, yeah, he is.
2: Good. I totally agree. I think that I mean since we last recorded and really since we started, I'm I'm way higher in the Bengals offense than I am now. I've rewatched some Joe Mixon games from last year and I rewatched some Drew Lock also. I'm super into Cincinnati, but the reason Out and Tate's getting praised right now is because T Higgins missing practice because AJ Green got hurt because John Ross is not there to care for his wife and baby. That's why Auden Tate's getting praise. He's the only receiver left besides
1: Tyler Bulls. Always dad. look at the context when you see random people get praise. Always right. look at the context of it.
0: Plus, like it's being Miller. caught up in some training camp highlights, especially <laughs> when most people are on air right now. I mean, people are. I saw a tweet where they're hyping up um, Allen hitting deep shots on air. Just Yeah. Oh. oh, he's supposed God. to do that. I'd be oh, Josh be Allen big red throwing flag. It's open
4: for the first time in his career. Yeah. Yeah. Throw, on, he's throwing people open that aren't air. covered.
2: <laughs> yeah. Against Aries, throwing people open. Really good stuff there, Josh Allen.
4: He's so good. He's so good. And Stefan Diggs is juking out, you know, the invisible man out there. Oh, so. yeah.
1: that That's excessive. <laughs> anyway, like get a grip cover one on throwing it out there. Love to see that from uh, Stefan Diggs out there. Like, hey, okay. the Bills, the Settle Bills down. fans love
0: their team, they, they, they love do. Their, They're passionate. They're very passionate
1: fans. At least someone does.
0: <laughs> the, athletic, the athletic reported that Pittman, uh, Michael Pittman Jr., is building a quick rapport with Philip Rivers and could become one of Rivers' favorite red zone targets from the start. Meanwhile, Reich has been talking about Paris Campbell. Any thoughts on these guys compared? <laughs> Thumbs down from AG. <laughs> thumbs down guys you gotta remember some people are gonna be listening to some podcasts as well let's vocalize. watch our- the
1: youtube that's all i can say to those people <laughs> hey we only need well. 71 more subscribers to get our own youtube channel look Ooh, to get at that. the sla- oh god did that sound loud or is this thing oh, no no
4: very <laughs> loud very loud <laughs> <laughs> no it was i didn't even notice it
2: uh <laughs> yeah then we can be slash broadway sports media instead of just slash blah, 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 blah.
1: Blah blah blah. Right. Yeah, I'm correction. I'm not, here will be on on, uh, <laughs> I'm not here for this this Colts team. There's me nothing neither. they can say to hype me up. And I know they tried to uh, get some hype built up today by um, labeling Jacoby Brissett as oh. Taysom Hill, but there's nothing about this Colts team from fantasy perspective I'm in on. I I just I there I always do this with a few teams. I totally eliminate one or two or a handful Five. of teams. And yeah. I, just don't do it. <laughs> I just don't do it. This is one of them. I am not doing no drafts. Will I take a Colts player in?
4: Yeah, and I don't they might be a decent team, but there's nobody I feel confident that that'll be worth right. their draft spot.
2: On a weekly basis, for sure. I, I I'm right. okay with drafting Marlon Mack just because the hate has gone so far that you can literally draft him and slot him onto your bench. And if that's the case, then I'm like, okay, taking a chance because he's still a freaking starting running back there. So like that. How late,
1: high like, is? There's that? a lot of. Like, how a lot high of, is that level?
2: I. This was in a mock, a mock draft I did where he was just still sitting there. And I was like, I mean, I didn't well, really get a great RB2. Yeah. What He's round? He's currently was going 106 overall, which I think is like ninth or That's tenth round. Bad. That's not That's bad. That's what, three or four rounds
1: less than Jonathan After Taylor? After Jonathan insurance. Taylor,
2: who is not the starting running back. It's crazy to me. But yeah. The draft on, analy- uh,
1: this is Draft Analytics Twitter taking over fantasy yes, football twitter it is i mean do draft not believe jonathan the taylor jonathan taylor hype right now at all unless dude. he is in the round that marlon mack is currently getting drafted in
2: what was that damn yahoo alert that we tweeted from the flex account
1: <laughs> i gotta go look oh,
2: it's
4: such a bad situation because i think if you get jonathan jonathan taylor you have to draft marlon mack also or else it might be a wasted draft
1: well yeah, you. you may have to draft naheem hines
2: look i don't I mean, know who yeah. i don't right. know who dalton del don is apparently he writes for yahoo fantasy sports not not to not throw this real. guy completely under the bus but he said that jonathan taylor should not be going quote so low <laughs> have what? you done a mock draft bro like
1: come on <laughs> do you even mock bro
2: do you? We oh, sounds like and flex our lives away over here. Go ahead. Ryan. Sounds
0: like someone who uses a okay, one-blade razor. <laughs> yeah. So sounds like we're not real high on the Colts, which is understandable. But one player fuck that the I, th- I can guarantee <laughs> one member,
1: especially of- what's the guy? Uh, any Phillip Colts Rivers. fan in Tennessee? Oh. Fuck them.
2: Oh, you're or talking about Ben, ben. right right now? Yeah, Ben right. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to speedway
0: soccer all right ryan yeah move us on you ready all right yeah so sorry sounds like we're not real high but one player that i guarantee at least one member of the show is high some on some of us are high. Is Justin. he's confused I'm a little justin Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> vikings offensive coordinator gary kubiak said justin jefferson is exactly what we drafted talk about some coach speech what i mean now we have to interpret, like, what did y'all think y'all were drafting? I'm just kidding. I, I, I think he's a good player, and that's probably what he means. So, yes, currently I'm, 117, overall wide receiver 47. Is this a candidate of a, of a guy who – seeing who he's replacing potentially in that lineup as far as the other uh, uh, receiver across the field uh, from Thielen and what he could be. Is this someone you're like, we talked about earlier that you're looking at maybe him and a veteran who's maybe a number three on their team, not as productive. You can take maybe or three or four, possibly taking a chance on him. What are we feeling about Justin Jefferson?
4: I'm very confused on Jefferson, Justin Jefferson. And by that, I mean, I'm very high on him. he, <laughs> He, that's my favorite <laughs> jg and ryan got it just a mer- total to uh, <laughs> uh it just seems like a really good situation for him a lot of play action is going to come his way uh he's he's the number two i mean he's got to beat out what Tajay sharp to be the number two there i, I there's a very low bar here okay. hey top
2: Blake Bledingfield said Tajay Sharp was going to keep AJ Brown off the field, and I would say AJ Brown's better than Jefferson Jefferson. So,
4: so maybe Tajay Sharp pushes people to greatness. In which case, I'll, I'll you know, I'll double down on Justin Jefferson. Uh, I'm excited about him.
0: Yeah, there we go. Here's what i to mean, say about Justin yeah.
4: Jefferson. He's
1: going to be a wide receiver. T- he's going to be the highest ranked
4: rookie wide receiver.
1: I he's the guy not. I feel
4: most comfortable with out of the rookie. Love
1: I am with you. I, 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 when I was against. going through these wide receiver rankings for the fourth down decision, and he's someone that kept coming back to because he was someone that was high among the draft community but went a little bit lower than I think what most of them thought. But he doesn't really have a, too much of a flaw to his game. And I think he's the, probably the most pro-ready. But he's the most – he's the rookie-wide receiver outside of Jerry Judy with probably the most opportunity. I and mean, we're a big opportunity podcast. We're, yeah. we're an op pod. Well, we'll see about and, that because we'll yeah. get to this well, next guy. But I well, do think that I, I, think, I think other I think people think will cut into next guy's thing. I mean, we'll, we'll we can there. say Taja Sharp well no no no. i think
2: that the i think the raiders are going to throw the ball more than the vikings so there may be more opportunity just because of that and maybe i do think justin jefferson's good but he didn't have to beat press coverage a lot so if he steps in and plays in the slot then does adam thielen pump outside there's a little bit to work through there um and he's going the highest of the guys we've talked about and most of the guys we're gonna talk about so I mean, mo- the fantasy community is pretty high on him yeah. overall, too. So, the, the value Jefferson
0: isn't – Is a guy who makes tough catches. catches he is track. good. I though. love watching him play, and I love watching him while he's exploding through routes in college. I think that he's going to be just fine in this offense. He's going to get his own opportunities. Yeah. I'm pretty high on him as well.
4: I think it's almost a perfect fit as far as offense goes. I would have liked him in Philly, but they completely blew it and drafted Jalen Rager. I think if he had been in Philly, that would have been – a. Amazing fantasy opportunity for him.
2: No news on Jalen Rager in the last week. I guess that's why he's no, not on he our stinks.
0: list. <laughs> well, moving I on like to JG, Uh JG did mention that they're going to throw the ball a ton. We'll, we'll see who they're going to have at quarterback, and, um, and no comments. Oh, uh, I think
1: we know who's going to be at quarterback. I mean, because everybody said it. it's Derek Carr. It's not even close. Victor four, everything. I love. I'm going to save it for football and other efforts because we got it planned for Monday. I hey, loved it. Looks, the, I loved the
2: highlight of Mariota throwing the touchdown pass. And honestly, I looked at it closely. It's hard to tell because there's like a coach right in the way, but it actually looks like a classic Mariota look. Oh my god, don't do this, dude, <laughs> do this to yourself, dude. But <laughs> don't have to him up anymore. Stop it. I'm just Stop saying it. it looked like a really nice Mariota play. And my like first inclination when I saw it was like, Here we go, Marcus is gonna do his thing. And then that article comes out later that day that's like Mariota. St- Struggles in practice, and there's a paragraph in there that's like Mariota did have one really nice throw to Brian Edwards in the back of the end zone, but that was one play in a day of otherwise forgettable moments for Mariota.
1: And I was like, okay. Okay.
2: you know what?
1: Uh, Brian Edwards. Exactly. Shoot him up your draft board. That's the I'm takeaway. You, because Mario It's gonna mean, be You want you want a league winner. Do you want a league winner? This is it. Shave Talk your, to your mic.
0: You have a you have a beautiful mic that literally sorry. Can't hear you well <laughs> I wish
1: you would follow me because I'm a very animated person. If you, <laughs> you want a league winner, this, this is your league guys. winner, Brian Edwards.
2: Yeah, honestly, like out of all the coach quotes that were listed that we're reading off here in this episode, this is the one I'm buying the most. And the biggest reason I'm buying this the most is because the Raiders are hyping up Brian Edwards' performance at camp. They drafted Brian Edwards after another rookie receiver that they are not hyping up in camp so if this was fake or or just coach blown like training camp overblown crap that we get every year with like Devonte parker and stuff then i would be like oh then henry ruggs is getting the same overblown crap nope. henry ruggs ain't getting shit so i'm buying the brian edwards type i really am yeah, i need me to too. we're talking about
0: Two birds, one stone here between Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards, just if anyone hasn't been to follow along here with everything. And the fact that uh, Derek Carr and OC Greg Olson have been really hyping up Edwards to point out what JG's talking about, talking as a starter. Carr has also said Edwards is just someone where there's just a trust. And someone who also, Carr, this is big for me because let's think about Carr's career here and he was on kind of a path and then he had a similar injury it's kind of weird that mario didn't hear the one or two quarterbacks they about the same time in their careers the same year within a week of each other i think right it was the same week? Yeah, the same week. The same, no, week. same week Same week, had the been. same broken leg injury and, and, and got injured in a similar way and you could just tell a confidence level there and where i'm going with this is there was there's clearly a confidence level decrease for mario i mean i don't want to it is what it is. And then you saw the same thing with Derek Carr coming back. So, for someone like that who has struggled with a little bit of that over the, since that injury, for him to say that he has a trust in a rookie receiver already tells me that he that, that Edwards is light years, light years ahead of Ruggs right now, regardless of his hype coming out of Alabama. Yeah, Ruggs is it,
1: just fast. That's all you hear.
4: Yeah. And he is. I think it was big that there was a coach and the quarterback both talking about, Edwards it wasn't just one of them where you could kind of you know brush it off if you wanted to it's multiple people talking about him and I, I think the hype's real with him yeah well, and when you well, look isn't it at the only these- person
1: talking about Rugs the tight end I mean like isn't Darren Waller the only person that's made one comment about Henry Ruggs I feel like and anything that made the rounds for sure and when you look at
2: these quotes like looking at where the quotes are placed to me is huge because it really implies what the question was if the quotes are around one word and not one sentence, then you usually can like, like going back to, to uh, out and Tate, Zach Taylor said he has been quote impressed with ad, with out and Tate. That's the whole quote. So that tells me that the reporter said like, like directly brought up Outen Tate and asked mm-hmm. how Outen Tate has looked in like an expanded role with everybody injured or something like that, right? And he's like, oh, you know what? He's doing, he's doing really well. I've I'm, I'm been impressed with him. Like, okay, whatever. If you're bringing up a guy though and you haven't been asked about him and you're just like asked about practice or the performance in general, and I don't specifically know if this is how Brian Edwards' questions came up either, but the fact that so many people are talking about him and yeah, the reporters could be asking specifically about Brian Edwards and that's why so many people are talking about him but there's a lot of quotes about Brian Edwards and there's nothing about Henry Rex.
4: (laughs) Right. And the fact that he talks about trust, if it was, if he was being asked something and he's just trying to be polite or, you know, move on to the next question, he's not going to bring that up that he's just going to say, you know, he's, he's looked good for a rookie, something like that.
2: Which is exactly what Jared Goff said about Van Jefferson. He's far along from where a rookie should be. And it's exactly what Kyle Shanahan said about Brandon. Ayuk. we'll get to in a second. That one to me, the he's farther along than most rookies is the most standard coach, meaningless coach speak that you can possibly get. So really?
1: think
2: I, that's another reason. I think he's farther along than most rookies is like just something that coaches say about rookies all the freaking time.
1: See, here's the thing about this rookie wide receiver class. That's, I believe in a lot of them from fantasy perspective, right? So maybe I, I have a little bit of a bias, uh, but I didn't believe in the Raiders one. Like, that was, like, one of the few situations where I'm like, no, nah, I'm not True. nemesis with any of the well, Raiders.
2: One. Well, they didn't but, say this about Brian Edwards. That's my point. That's why, right. I, that's why I buy it.
1: They but the, didn't the say trust he's farther there, along I than most rookies. I, I
2: think yeah, that's bigger to me. That, yeah, yeah okay, that's me. Well, I agree me. with that. Yeah, I agree yeah, yeah.
1: with that. Okay, we agree.
2: Good. We're all in on Brian, Brian Edwards. Brian, can you carry
0: this conversation along? I mean, This is like, a freaking
2: Brian Edwards podcast, guys. Well, and to be honest with you, you've
0: already covered, Brandon. Brian Edwards sponsored the pod. Yeah. You. <laughs> Boom. you know, there's
2: WAP. We're and he's And he's pretty much going undrafted. I don't know how the last week has inflated Brian his draft A- stock. Not, it probably... Yes. Brian, yeah, it's nice. Bip. I'm sure the last week of hype has inflated his draft average above where Fantasy Pros currently has him. But according to Fantasy Pros, he's still going 247, which is actually undrafted in most leagues. I mean, so. is
1: this correct? I mean, you've been kind of shaky on this. That's true, but... I can double check.
4: We'll get the correction on YouTube anyway. <laughs> well,
0: look for that correction. Exactly. This is another reason why you need to hop off off that podcast and go ahead and watch us again for your second viewing, second experience. Let me, me say this: you should
1: really YouTube. watch the pod, or watch the podcast on YouTube because
0: it's confirmed. I feel like
1: way. I feel like it's a lot better. <laughs> beat you get to see what we see and we're all smiling we're smiling sally's over here you
0: see my utter disappointment in this group when i can't move a subject on from one thing to another it's quite oh it is palpable (laughs) you can probably actually hear it (laughs) hear my head hitting the microphone
1: it's it's
2: actually one of my favorite flavors
1: (laughs) it is is my favorite part because i i hate it for ryan because i know that like he's got raccoons to get off and you know get off the phone (laughs) Oh, uh, he's got raccoons to get off the podcast. Go, go murder. Kill. Oh, yeah. <laughs> murder. But, you know, like we're just holding him up from his murdering raccoon killing
0: spree. I don't like how this went for me. I really do. Yeah, I'm sorry. I really, <laughs> one, I, I really butchered it. Well, speaking of butchering, I'm very glad that you brought up Brandon Ayuk, because that was going to be my does Ryan get this name right of the week for myself, even though I know how to say it, I second guessed myself as I was looking at our notes here. So thank you for bringing him up. But just to clarify, you did say that the quote starting from Kyle Shanahan was he is further ahead than a lot of rookies. He knows how to practice like a pro. You can tell he comes prepared every day. He's not a guy you've had to teach how to act or teach how important it is to learn this stuff. You can tell he understood that before he got here. And to be honest with you, Debo Samuel is injured to the point where his week one is in doubt at this point and beyond a little bit. I mean, that's another guy that if he's getting that kind of praise, to your point earlier, JG, it's coach speak, and what are we saying about him being a pro, but at least that's high praise, then it's better than what you know what Trubisky's getting said about him for sure. <laughs> Seriously.
4: So the thing with IU for me, I, I don't love him, but beyond that, I'm not so sure that the 49ers offense, once Debo comes back, can sustain both of them. Uh, When Sanders was playing on the 49ers last year he was relevant for about one week and then he didn't see enough targets he didn't have enough production to be a viable uh, fantasy starter week in and week out so I I'm out on this no matter what Kyle Shanahan says about him just because (laughs) I'm I don't I don't know if there's enough targets to go around
2: and on that note that we're just looking at coach quotes mostly here. We're not looking at like what the beat writers are reporting, but the beat writers are in San Francisco are also reporting that Dante Pettis is looking great and that Brandon Ayuk is looking great and that everyone is looking great and that the Niners are amazing and everybody looks amazing. So it's really hard to tell who's actually looking good based on the reports we're getting out of those cam- those pe- from that media group. And the fact that Dante Pettis is also looking great, you know, doesn't bode well for if that's even true. It doesn't bode well for Ayuk. And like you said, overall, like, this is not a team that passes the ball a ton. They're going to run the ball a lot. So, like, yeah, Brian Edwards is – sorry, (laughs) Brandon Ayuk is super cheap, but he's going ahead of where Brian Edwards is going. And I'm taking Brian Edwards a million times out of a million over Brandon Ayuk. I just don't
0: know how much I trust it. George Kittle loves Ayuk too. I mean, not to mention you mentioned the press and coach speak, but another player is also really high. And George Kittle seems to have some stuff going for him. So, I mean, maybe listen to him. I don't know. I
2: mean George Kittles one one's going to get all of his targets, exactly. whatever I'm mean,
0: saying he's that he's of a secondary player, so take it for what it's worth. but <laughs> If
4: everybody looks great on the 49ers though, that sounds yeah. like go back to the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah,
1: here's the thing about this kind of comment is that he's not the number one, so yeah, he's going to look a little bit better than the number ones that are out there. but it's it's too much it's too much uncertainty. I don't even know if I'm going to draft Debo Samuel at some point.
2: I'm not drafting a 49ers pass catcher because George Kittle's going to go before I'm in Eliminate him.
1: Write him off the list.
2: I'm drafting Raheem Mostert where he's going, and I might draft Tevin Coleman where he's going, but not any of the pass catchers because who knows who's going to be good and George
1: Kittle's going too high. Wide receiver. San Francisco 49ers wide receivers. Take them off your draft board. Amen. In my opinion.
0: Some solid advice there. And. Speaking of solid advice, we, you listen to us every week, and you really hang on every word and take it as gospel, for everything we say. And I don't know if, J.G., you'll be able to go and pull what exactly Zach said about Tyler Johnson. Well, on I can himself. tell you this wasn't last week like these notes say.
2: I would rather pull my audio where I said,
0: I guarantee you Tyler Johnson will be irrelevant this year,
1: which I was right on
0: already. Hey, hey, hey. So th- – this part of the section would be great to hear what Zach was saying about Tyler
1: Johnson. I just want to throw this name out there. Put it on your radar. Tyler Johnson from Tampa Bay, the slot receiver that um, is going to – he's a rookie, but I think that Tom Brady's going to target him a lot. I just have this feeling. Just put it out there.
2: I will bet you that Tyler Johnson is irrelevant fantasy-wise this season.
0: And then cut into me saying that he's been sitting out of training camp with a soft tissue injury and it appears to be – Miles behind Scotty doesn't know Scotty Miller for the wide receiver three role right now. Meanwhile, Bruce Arians coach peak again said that Scotty Miller looks great at training camp. And Zach, you were pretty high on him based on if you, we did or did not hear your clip just a second ago. (laughs) Well, (laughs) if you have any new thoughts on Tyler Johnson.
1: Well, here's the thing is that when you make a bet, you are looking towards a fully healthy season. So I know I put out there that, you know, Tyler Johnson, because based on my understanding, was going to be the number three wide receiver. I I think that he was going to be up there, right? So Scotty Miller fills that row. I am here to say that I do not, even though that we all agreed when we talked about uh, JG, which I don't think aired, that's I think episode JG, one, baby. Yeah, JG purposely did not air this episode where he said that there would be multiple weeks where Justin <laughs> or uh, Joe Burrow would score four points or less. And absolutely in that episode, absolutely, I, I said like
2: four points, like I didn't say or less. And I okay. also admitted like four that, that was an exaggeration. Um, like, I never said
1: like four points or less. He said negative ten points for four weeks is what Justin said, <laughs> and. He also, nobody disputed this, but I believe it's Ryan that said, injuries, throw it out the window, negative. I meant so,
0: injuries. I don't necessarily think well, I... you didn't say that. ...issue Because here's so, my point. Hold on. Here's no. my point about this. Sopcich's injury hey. He's really as good as you thought he was. Shouldn't he be able to over- overcome Scotty Miller... If he's really as good as you thought he was. Well, if he Scotty didn't Miller, have a soft Sunder tissue injury.
4: Tolerated on this <laughs> yeah.
0: We are big Scotty Miller
2: fans. Big. Yeah. Well, now so we all have well. Scotty Miller,
4: hit us up. <laughs> yeah.
2: Scotty, we got you, bro. We'll put Scotty
1: <laughs> Miller up here, over here. Soft tissue injury, he would have. If there Mine was no Jersey. soft tissue, tissue injury, he would have totally overtaken Scotty Miller. First thing. He's missing time, just like T. Higgins. T. Higgins missing time is going to lose his stuff to Auden Tate. Scotty Miller will be. What did I say here? I, did I really say top thirty wide receiver? You understand there's, how
0: insane this
1: is, around, right? <laughs>
2: so let me <laughs> let me ask
0: you a question. Can I ask you a question for, and see if JG will? So instead of throwing the bet out, so there's three options here. Throw the bet out. Keep the bet the same and hold his feet to the fire, or are we going to allow him to keep the same bet but lock in Scotty Miller instead of Tyler Johnson?
2: You can put any random ass motherfucking scrub wide receiver in this bet and I'll keep it. So if you want to throw Scotty Miller in, Scotty Miller is going to have like three fantasy relevant weeks this season.
4: Wrong. He put on 10 pounds to be the most fantasy relevant wide receiver <laughs> you'll ever see.
0: Oh, good lord. <laughs> 10
4: fucking
1: pounds that's like changing your old dusty razor blade when you're shaving your face and then getting a new ceramic razor blade like the lawnmower 3.0 that manscaped has
4: I, so i, did I am say gonna Zach, put it <laughs> that uh tyler johnson probably got the soft t- tissue injury by not using manscaped that
1: is probably correct. It's it's, unsistentia- it it's so we can't it's run with it. But Scottie according to my notes, to my notes, that is true. So I will say this. Scotty Miller is know. going to make it top thirty.
0: Now, now JG, if he gets you injured,
1: green? you know what? If he gets injured, I lost a bet. At this point, we're transferring it over once. We tr- we do a we do a once over transfer. Scotty Miller gets injured.
4: Screw it. Is it top 30 overall? points
1: per game. Top 30 points per game. Scotty Miller. Etch it in
2: stone. Oh. Carve it into these uh, I'm in bricks.
4: On, I'm in on that, too, uh, from Zach's perspective. <laughs> Scotty Miller's amazing.
2: <laughs> Ooh. Uh,
4: yes. Give me two wins, baby. Too <laughs> Do easy, does. I need him after double, the other well, yeah, Whatever. We'll take it. <laughs> Well, you lost, you know, 3-8 for the Joe Burrow thing. That's yeah, not bet. Bet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, <laughs> so you marked well- it as a bet, by the way.
0: I didn't put you that did. in. You did. I'm
4: deleting That's and adding it. That's
0: your list. You might have been confused when you were putting it together, but you definitely put that list together.
2: <laughs> I, put the- I made the spreadsheet, but I did not add that to the spreadsheet. I colored it red so that it would be, like, not applicable to our actual bets.
1: <laughs> well, who wrote it in the spreadsheet?
2: You know I wrote it of- in. I wrote it in every time he
4: deletes that, it. Though? I deleted what did you <laughs> reference last week there was some uh bet that you said was added that you didn't add and i was so proud I was like that was me whatever it was i'm pretty sure this is the one the joe burrow one no there was another one you referenced last week i thought that that you deleted again and i i almost <laughs> added it back
0: so one more receiver to talk about here We got that bet locked in. C.D. Lamb, Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy has said rookie receiver C.D. Lamb will line up on the outside as well as in the slot. So he's going to be used in multiple formations, multiple places, and and be able to attack from multiple spots on the field. How are we feeling about his current ADP of 114 overall, wide receiver 45?
4: I love him. He's the Scotty Miller of the Cowboys.
0: (laughs) This is the kind of quote you can get behind.
2: This is not coach speak like, he looks great. Uh, fucking everyone looks great right now. This is like we're going to use him all over the field because he's a playmaker and we want to get him the ball and we recognize that immediately. And I think the Cowboys are going to run a lot of 11 personnel, three wide receivers. And I mean, there's been some hype for 3,000 yard receivers coming from the Cowboys, like we've seen on Twitter and stuff. And I don't necessarily expect that, but it's not impossible. It could happen. <laughs> it could totally happen.
1: Agree. I mean, I wrote about it all in the pot in the uh, article about the rookie wide receivers. But Mike McCarthy runs the most uh, three wide receiver sets around. I mean, the opportunities there. I think Ceedee Lamb's going to be good. I think. I don't think they'll reach three a thousand yard wide receivers. But when you really think about it, who's the tight end that's going to get it? Who's the fourth wide receiver? Who's? I mean, Zeke's not going to broach to it. So. I mean, if Dak gets, like, 4,500 yards, it's not out of the realm of possibility when you look at the math. Just saying exactly. Dak Prescott, number one fantasy quarterback.
4: Randall Cobb had 828 yards last year.
1: And I was in- told Randall Cobb is dead. He
4: well, is he stinks, dead. So he might he's well be terrible. Fantasy, I mean, if
0: he- fantasy relevance is my beacon. And that's the reason yards, that buds. we're
2: high that's why we're high on on CD Lamb because very
4: confused on CD Lamb Very confused on CD Lamb We got Mike a t-shirt told me Mike un- told me Randall
1: Cobb is right down
2: <laughs> Prescott threw for 4900 yards last year so we your little happen. projection is 4500 that's a pretty steep drop off it's pretty much smack in between where he was 2018 and 2019 so it's a pretty Act, I mean, it's a pretty realistic projection. be a
1: little realistic.
2: Yeah, in my opinion. I think that's a very I shaved it right projection. down the
1: middle.
2: <laughs> you think that Amari is going to be a 1,000-yard receiver and Galves going to be a 1,000-yard receiver? Sure, Tony Pollard is going to catch some passes. Sure, Blake Jarwin's yeah. going to catch some passes. But who the hell else is going to catch some passes? C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb. Yeah. Lamb could push Dak up to a 5,000-yard passer. I mean, coming back with the same offensive coordinator, I know they changed head coaches, but like, we we cannot understate, I think, this season is specifically how important – coming back in the same offense is for these fantasy players and I mean it's a weekly league you want to win every week you can't wait around for your guys to like gel and get hot in week 10 like I think the Cowboys are going to come out of the gate firing I don't know if we're going to get to this yet but CeeDee Lamb is my one he's my one rookie I want
4: I, I my, love CD Lamb. He's he's got that yak ability that AJ Brown had a year ago. Oh yeah, he can, he can <laughs> get to the to the house every single time. Yep. So I'm I'm all in on CD Lamb. He's my favorite wide receiver from this class. But there's two guys ahead of him that make me not like him as much as Jefferson. So
0: to to really shave this topic and put a bow on it here. Uh, that was going to be my next question, and it might have just led into it by JG. Is of these guys, which one are you picking over the others? Well, I want a rapid fire. I don't want to eat. We've discussed them. No more discussion. No more anecdotes. Pick one name. JG, I think. Are you sticking with CD Lamb? Yeah, okay, Lamb's Zach. my
2: guy of this group. Although I love Brian Edwards, Lamb's my guy.
0: In a minute, Zach, I can go to Greenlaw. <laughs> do, 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 do. Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. Greenlaw?
4: Yep, Justin Jefferson. Jay Jets.
0: all right so moving Ryan, on wait you pick one
2: no sir <laughs> pick, pick one
0: <laughs> uh, i like cd lamb the fact that they're talking about multiple positions really intrigues me in that offense and there's going to be a lot of yards in that offense so i'm, I'm high on cd lamb with that group we just talked about so can i make you. a bet can i throw a
1: bet into the wall backs behind D. D. Uh, D. D. both D. D. of you guys cd
0: lamb versus justin
1: jefferson i'm all in oh no no no, no. Oh, okay
2: well never mind
1: here's I'm my in. bet and it's Dak Prescott is going to throw it for five thousand yards. I want
2: that. I'm in on that.
1: Yeah, that but you, you want to be on my side of the winning history, right? You yeah, wanna want to be on my team.
2: No, yeah, I you want to be on my team. Dak to throw five thousand yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah.
0: yeah
2: so we all we all
1: agree, yeah, Dak's yeah. going to so throw five thousand yards. I do 5, think though, if you want to make a bet, we, we can, you can bet against listener. I thought someone would bet against me. Oh. Yeah, but no. we do have an opportunity
0: here since two of you took. Justin yeah Jefferson. do my two bet. of us took cd lamb there is a bet there for to go to get everybody involved here yeah but i don't really want that bet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm surprised none of us,
2: i just want to say i'm surprised none of us took brian edwards after we all hyped him up like crazy well and no so,
1: he's not going to be the better fantasy he might be I'm not kidding, he might be. i don't know <laughs> i don't i don't want to bet on these fantasy wide receivers i want to bet Dak prescott five thousand. to me yards. it
2: comes down to the whole uh like my entire concept behind the offensive rankings articles is like, I'm picking the guy from the offense that I think is going to be the best. So I'm going to pick the Cowboys offense here as opposed to the Raiders or the Vikings. But well, I'm not betting boring. against, I'm not betting. Well, that against was boring. Zach throwing 5,000 yards. Cause he probably will.
1: Yeah, I deserve it
0: anyway so moving on to the, the just a couple notes on running backs we spent a lot of time on receivers there but there's just a couple notes on the running backs that was brought up here a couple of interesting guys AJ Dillon's made a lot of headlines or quadzilla as people are calling him or, or whatever making a lot of headlines
1: some people think they he's uh taller than
0: Derek Henry which is just weird and then certain coaches who have been able to coach both the guys think that he's never seen someone as massively impressive as AJ Dillon which bro I give I want to cut Matt LaFleur some slack for this oh, one because no slack on no no no, you stop
2: no. it right now. No, because Malifor was it. a total no. idiot, and he no. totally misused Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis, and he's I'm a dumb, he's a a dumb idiot. idiot. He's a dumb idiot.
1: However, oh, so we're just giving, we're just giving passes coach. for dumb idiots now? However. Uh, sorry, Donald Trump, you're a dumb idiot running this country.
2: Hey, we're not going to go Oh, sorry, away. no politics. <laughs> um, no, what I, all I want to say is, like, A.J. Dillon and Derrick Henry are <laughs> maybe both massive humans, but they're built like the inverse of each other. Like AJ Dillon gets smaller as he goes up and Derrick Henry does the opposite. Like Derek Henry Are you Henry saying that AJ Dillon
1: has smaller brain?
2: Yeah.
0: Well they are saying that his biggest hurdle will be getting caught up on the playbook, which always tells me that he's not really catching on right now and he and it's a whole new world for wow. him. But that's my big concern Did there. we just
4: cry at the code? Also look who he's compared to by his GM, Eddie yeah, Lacey. Eddie Snacks Lacey <laughs> That is not a compliment.
2: Well, yeah. this GM think he did something good here. He's like, "Man, AJ Dillon reminds us of Eddie Lacy." It's like, "Okay, I'm staying away from AJ Dillon." So yeah, have- <laughs> and, and you got
1: think. Not only does he cost you, like, did Eddie Lacy cost you like millions of dollars because you over, you know, you paid him a lot of money. But think of the buffet money they had to spend on him. <laughs> the budget, like, the dude. food, like, the roof. yeah. I mean, like, are we? Is any Lacey really the guy that you want to compare anybody to? I mean, no. Maybe sumo wrestlers, and <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Kobayashi, competitive eaters. Uh-huh. I yeah, was very, some-
0: I was very disappointed that at Lacey didn't work out because he's one. He, I loved watching him watching him play in college. And I just thought he, he had was- nimble feet. Yeah. It just his body nimble.
1: could not support me. You know,
0: you know, <laughs> hanging out. out over a little bit. Yeah, his so
4: metabolism cool. couldn't keep up
0: so yeah, let's, saying, let's yeah. try to swiftly wrap this up uh lions oc daryl bevel said it remains to be seen how deandre swift fits into this offense that's not that's some coach speak that i'm also kind of like
2: that's the opposite of the cd lamb quote right yeah yeah cd he, lamb we're gonna use have him multiple everywhere spots. you don't know what you're gonna use him for <laughs> i'm not high on him then, then. why do you <laughs> fucking draft him he's a <laughs> guy, him running lions back just put him in the fucking backfield his role doesn't have to be defined hand off the ball to him yeah. <laughs> it's that easy I'm yeah, out. so
0: there's some concerns there because what else is he? Is he not getting it? Is he because there's not the Lions have needed running back help for a while as far as some consistency. So and Gerald Bevel ball. loves to run the ball. He loves yeah. his
2: running back yep. So, so how does he weird.
0: not fit in? This is this is concerning to me. This is probably one of the bigger red flags of this entire uh process that we've gone through here. That he and he's going ADP 63 running back 25 overall, and you're hearing this kind of stuff. I mean,
2: 63 overall hey. for. For that is, it's just insane. I mean, I love DeAndre Swift as a prospect. I like Clyde Edwards-Alaire more, even though Swift was like the consensus draft Twitter number one guy. And then, of course, Alaire went first uh, out of the running back groups. But where Swift landed, I mean, with Kerryon Johnson there and just the, I mean, I'm high on the Lions offense, but I'm not high on their running back deployment and usage. And he's just going, like, how can you spend a draft pick that high? You're just like crossing your fingers and hoping that he like comes out and explodes and i don't know i'm that seems crazy to me
1: i'd rather have cam Akers over deandre swift and they're going pretty close to each other so ryan let me ask you this because on coach's corner you you know a lot more probably than us okay let's say definitely than us um about what goes on the trenches and stuff when you hear a coach say this about a running back, is that, I mean, you obviously think it's a red flag. Why is that a red flag? And why, from a fantasy perspective, should we worry about that?
0: Well, from a fantasy perspective, if, your perspective, if you're not getting on the field, then you're not producing points. If your coach doesn't trust you on the field, you're not going to be given opportunities. So you feel
1: like this is a lack of trust? I mean, is that what you're? Let me clarify. Let me clarify. I'm just trying to figure it out.
0: So, we don't know how we're going to use him. And that means that you you scouted him, you spent a draft pick on him. You should have known who he was coming out and how he fits into your offense. Yeah, you should have a plan for him before
2: he gets there, right?
0: Whoa, Dallas Mavericks. We're talking to Ryan. one of two things here it's either he's not quite what you thought once you see him live or his indecision his ability not to pick up the playbook is causing you to second guess how you're going to use him this offense the trust may not be there and it could be things like he, he may not be it's you say this you quote to say he's a running back just handing the ball but there's so much more that goes into the running back position as far as keeping them on the field because if they can't pass protect i'm sorry they are one of the, the, the last lines of defense before your, your quarterback that you're counting on to protect him from a blitzing linebacker or a corner so that he can actively and athletically get in front of those. And if you can't learn his progressions and he can't learn, I'm getting a little too passionate about this because it happened to one of my quarterbacks in college. And I hate this when a running back just doesn't know where they're supposed to go in that because as an offensive lineman, you pride that you're going to keep your quarterback safe. And then when you have someone who's not even in your group who can't learn the, the plays, then he shouldn't be on the field. And I don't know if it's that. But I definitely, I, I think you can simply ball this up and say that they, they don't right now have the player they thought that they were drafting, because they did enough research to spin that draft pick on him, and then now that he's there in the flesh and camp through, especially in walkthroughs, when it's so important to have your assignment football down, and he's not getting it, that's why it's a huge red flag to me.
1: So let me ask you this, Ryan. Um, he's going in, I guess, the sixth or seventh round i mean do you feel that's way too high or what do you feel about carry on johnson i mean like you you are very passionate about this this phrase in this subject so that's
0: why i want to ask
1: right how do you feel about carry on johnson versus deandre swift it's and just all that there. jab
0: is my thing right now at least carry on johnson's been there at least he, he has some experience um I would be looking. So for, I need uh, to stay
1: uh, away from DeAndre Swift. Is what now? Will
0: I see here. some more positive reports come out? And that's the only thing we can go on right now because we don't we don't have the the, the uh, we don't have the privilege of watching preseason games. So we can't judge for ourselves when we see them in there. We can't see them and we're and we're not we're seeing weird angles from practices from from where they're allowing their reporters to stand it's so tough to make those kind of decisions So you have to rely on what you're hearing a little more than ever before and that's tough with coach speak we've been over that but until i see some more positive reports coming out on him and without anything else to go on i mean hard knocks isn't there to film and make things look good for him like they are no, i don't for think anything can make Rams and that team out there since it's one team clearly so we can't tell surprising the difference. surprising lack of cam Akers, right
1: uh, that's oh that is true so let point. me so let me ask this question i'm kind of taking over this because i'm very deandre swift neutral but i'm also a person that is literally wanting to to draft deandre swift that's a great Greenlaw. Answer, i think but, what do you feel about after hearing what ryan said what do you think is gonna what what do you think is appropriate response for deandre swift
4: so I feel like the Lions backfield in general is like the inverse of the 49er situation where we said don't draft any of their wide receivers, their running game is going to be good. I would stay away from the Lions running backs and draft their wide receivers because it doesn't seem like it's a very clear cut situation right now. Maybe it plays out if if DeAndre Swift falls, maybe a couple rounds below whatever his ADP is right now, which is 63 I would I would take a flyer because I love the talent there, but it does make me wary that they drafted him in the second round and they still don't have a
0: plan for him. I'd feel hell of a better if they'd at least said that we think he's got a, he's a strong candidate for our third down back position. Yeah, they're not, so, they're, not they're not saying that. So Graver, what do you
1: feel about all this that My, you've heard? Or did you even pay attention because you're watching fucking Dallas Mavericks or whatever during the NBA? And you I look like a exactly Ronulin, by what the way. I'm because doing. when you turn <laughs> Your nose and forehead gets cut off by the green screen, by the way.
2: It's not a green screen,
1: it's just virtual background. Well, okay,
2: whatever, Romulan. Um I agree with most of what you guys said. I would cut the lions a tiny bit of slack for this one (sighs) instance because of COVID and they may not have known who DeAndre Swift was as well because they like couldn't bring him to the building or work him out or whatever. But come on, you guys didn't have a plan for him when you drafted him. Like, give me a break. I am I like cutting him in a slag. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm high on the lions
0: else does to have to, to see the film and, and make judgment calls. I'm oh, high on, on the chance
1: lions. He's about to bust in here
2: from a Matthew Stafford to his wide receiver standpoint. And I'm pretty low on the lions from every other standpoint. I think that they make bad decisions in general and that they have a really bad head coach. So yeah, I'm out on Swift at his current price. I think yeah. what Greenlaw said is true, though. If he falls a couple rounds because like everyone starts to feel this way, which wouldn't surprise me if everyone started to feel this way, and you can get him like on your bench to start the season and take a chance on him, not rely on him as a starter, then I think it could be worth it. So but what? So
1: around are you drafting him?
2: That would ha- for me. That would have. To, I would have to have two solid running backs and two solid receivers, and my flex covered. And that's usually how I draft anyway. I don't usually go for a tight end or quarterback earlier than that unless, you know, somebody's falling. So I would probably say 7th <clears throat> round? That's say
1: 7th or 8th is probably
2: yeah, good. maybe 8th though, because there's a lot of guys in that 6th, 7th round range that I really like.
0: I'm going to have to see some reports and, and everything like that, but again, he's a guy that I, I will now keep tabs on to see if things do get better for him, but Listen, guys, it seems like we've talked about all this rookie news for about four hours here. We spent a lot of good content, a lot of good, interesting information, make some good decisions based off this. If you're making decisions between uh, certain players, hopefully we've given you something that you can really remember when it comes to those drafting. Uh, But that's going to do it for us this week. Remember to be sure and check out all of our other podcasts and articles that Broadway Sports has to offer at broadwaysportsmedia.com. Also, follow us the site on Twitter at Broadway TN and this show at Flex on Broadway. Follow Zach at F pod JG at Titans Film Room, and Greenlaw at Rob on Broadway. Rob blah, blah. <laughs> Two
4: weeks in a row.
0: We truly want you to also follow us, follow Broadway on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe, like, and rate. Ten stars. Five stars, log out, five stars. It all works out. I promise. Just do it. Don't worry. You'll be rewarded. With all this great content, once we get to ascend the ranks of fantasy football
1: podcast. And don't forget, if we get 100 subscribers on YouTube, on YouTube, have our own from tonight till next Wednesday when we record, I will shape myself on live TV. Boom.
0: Just his balls. Yeah, big extend oh. of. No. Not, <laughs> Hold on. Not your Please balls? make it the face.
2: Please the face. Let's high five all around for our longest episode yet, boys. Good Yay! job.
0: Until next time, we out. We'll see y'all. Please don't shave your ball next week. Well, I'm I'm not. I just trim them. I don't shave. I just trim them. A Broadway Sports Media Production.